Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. Hi sis. Welcome to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose behind this podcast and online ministry is to help beautiful women like yourself know, love, and live God's truth. Not only will this be a space of truthful, faith-filled talks, it will also be a place where we let God's word speak for itself because God's truth speaks. My name is Tara, and I'm your host, but you can call me your sister. Join me each week as we talk about the truth of God's Word and how it can ignite us with purpose. We'll talk about God's Word, how we're called to live, challenging topics, and grow in faith together. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to encourage and equip our hearts. Let's be women who love His truth, live His truth, and spread His truth. sweet friend, Jacqueline. Thank you so, so much for being on the podcast. I have been looking forward to this for a long time. I know we have been planning this for a while, so I just wanted to say thank you for being here. I am pumped for what you have to say. Oh, thank you for having me. I am so excited. I feel like this has been a very long time coming, and I'm really happy to be doing this. I know, of course. It's kind of crazy. We have to work with each other's schedules. We're also in a very similar and busy season of life, but hey, we've made it and I'm really, really pumped for this topic today. But before we get into it and share it with our sweet friends here, I would love for you to introduce yourself to people who don't know who you are, what you do, and just share a little bit more. Yeah, so my name is Jacqueline. And I am currently a senior in college. I am 21 and I am also engaged. So that's Woo-hoo. been really fun. Wedding planning, all the stuff. It's love, been a pretty love it. Yes, it's been a pretty busy season. But I do, I guess you could say as like my job slash hobby. I have um, a following on YouTube and on Instagram, and so I just kind of vlog my life, my everyday life. I like to do sit-down videos with, like, fashion and just show my friends and my relationship, but mainly I like to just integrate 
my relationship with Christ into all of that, which has been really great. And I feel like it's been really sweet to kind of share that community of girls online that also love the Lord and we can encourage each other to love God more. Yeah, that is so beautiful. I love the community that you have cultivated. And I feel like sometimes I'm sure you can kind of relate at points. We feel like it's pretty one-sided, but it's awesome when God brings the community and it's just so mutually encouraging. And I can totally see that in your YouTube. Um, Just remind me again, how long have you been on YouTube and doing all of this? Yeah. So I've been on YouTube for like, I think like three years now. I really should know the answer to this question because I get it a lot, but I I don't know the exact answer. Um, But my journey, it's actually kind of been a longer journey because I've always loved YouTube. I grew up watching it. Like, I think I started in fifth grade. Like I was really, really young. Oh, I love that. I know. And YouTube was so different back then like really, really different. And one thing that I noticed that it lacked was just like a Christian community. I felt like that Mm -hmm. wasn't a thing. It was more about like makeup or clothes or just like Mm -hmm. girly things. And so in middle school, I expressed my like strong desire to do it um, to my brother. I really wanted to make a YouTube channel. And so did my, who is now my sister-in-law. So at the time they were dating but now they're married. Oh, that's and right. That's Hannah, right? Yes, Hannah. Yes. Oh my so, gosh. It's so crazy because she's been in my life for like as long as I can remember because I was literally like in middle school whenever I like presented this to my brother and she was there, um, which is so crazy to think. Like I was so Aww. young. I know. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And so we both had that desire. Like we both love talking about YouTube and all of that. And so my brother, who is such an encourager and a dreamer like me, he was like, girls, if you want to do this, I will buy you both a camera and you guys will do it. Like, I know you will. I know you can do it. So he went out and he bought us both like nice DSLR cameras. Love. And yes. Yeah, so I started making videos. Um, but middle school Jacqueline was very embarrassed, which was why I put my name under Jacqueline Brooke with like my middle name rather sure. than my whole name. So people couldn't find me because I was so embarrassed. Um <laughs> So I did it for a little bit, but then I stopped. I had no intention during the time of middle school to like incorporate Jesus because I, it wasn't the main point of my life. I do think I was, um, like I would say I was a believer because it was in my life, but it wasn't like, oh, I need to share the gospel with everybody around me. If Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Like I was definitely a lot younger in my faith. And so a long time passed and high school came around and I was in a really, really rough spot. I It just felt like everything I had known in my life kind of came crashing down. I had always mm-hmm. done soccer, and I tore my ACL in my meniscus, oh, wow. so I couldn't play anymore. And I had just gone through a breakup, and my best friend left for college. Like I just felt like everything I knew just kind of crumbled, mm-hmm. and I was just really struggling. And so I decided to start filming videos again because I knew I really loved it and next thing I know my channel just took off and it was really cool because I remember before starting my channel again whenever like I was really like sad this was when I would say I was actually like truly truly walking with the Lord and I was like God I really want to you know be a light in this world and if you would use this platform like I would love that And Mm -hmm. so it was really cool to see how God grew it whenever that was like my purpose behind it. 
Right. Um, and so that's just what brought me here. I do it now and I love it. It's so much fun. And it's just fun to like incorporate all my friends. And like you said, sometimes it can feel one-sided, but whenever like I meet people that follow me, it's like, wow, like to see or to hear the impact that I've made on people's yeah. lives and yeah. just to feel like I've got friends everywhere. Like that's the coolest part of it all. Like to just talk to a girl and it just mm-hmm. feels like we've known each other forever. It's just so fun. Right. Totally. And I love too that you said it wasn't ever a, I mean, it was a passion. You loved YouTube, but it was never something that you started with the hopes of just getting famous or just instantly taking off. And which I think is the best motivation when it comes to this. And it's, it just really goes to show that God obviously like decided he's like hey I'm gonna bless your heart for just wanting to shine for me instead of making it Mm -hmm. about us which is a really big thing that we're dealing with that could be a whole another like podcast episode on that Um, but I'm so excited that you shared a little bit more with us and I know that many people listening know who you are. I literally, I asked people who um, who I should uh, interview like a couple months ago. I think it was a while ago. And everyone's like, Jacqueline Brooke. No I'm like, way. yes. Oh, I love that. That's it, so cool. <laughs> it was really, it was really sweet. And I know we had been like friends and following each other for a while, but I'm like, I need to like make this happen. So Yes, I'm I'm so glad you did. Yes, I am so excited. Uh, Before we talk about what we're talking about today, the the main meat of the episode, I love to ask my friends that I interview a favorite thing that they're loving. It can literally be the most random thing. Some people are like, it's not spiritual, but I'm like, I don't care. Like, sure, (laughs) it's like a favorite thing that you've been loving in your life. Yeah, so mine is definitely random. So (laughs) I am very messy, to say the least. I am always spilling things like... I just, I am very clumsy. Um, and I always, I feel like I'm always eating in the car and I'm always spilling yeah. my sauces in the car. And so I got this thing off of Amazon. It's called Sauce Moto. And you, it's like a little, I think it's called like a dip clip and okay. it clips onto your air vent and it holds any of your sauces. So if we're imagining like Chick-fil-A here, you can yes. put your Chick-fil-A sauce in it and it holds it for you. So you're That's not like so trying cool. to do like five things at once. You can just dip it as if it's like a little table. Um, <gasps> and I've been loving it. I know it's so great. I got it on Amazon. It is a little pricey for like what it is. I think you only get a pack of two and I think it might be $10. But it's one of those cool little things that is just very useful that you never knew that you needed, you know? Right, exactly. And like, let's be honest, like, I think for me, like, I don't eat in the car like a ton. But when I do, it's usually when like, I really have no other option. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, such in a hurry. And then when I do eat in the car, like I'm spilling things like my sauce is like shooting across the car and like it gets all over and like, I don't have other seats. Like that's another thing. So like, Uh I feel like I feel like that would be so, so helpful. Oh my god, It it really is. It really is. So (laughs) check it out on Amazon. (laughs) Okay, you guys heard it here. Sauce Moto. Jacqueline Brooke, let her know how you like it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad that you shared that with us. It's literally too much fun hearing what people like and incorporate. So I'm definitely going to check it out. Mm -hmm. Um, Jacqueline, I am really, really looking forward to this, as I have been saying this whole time about the conversation we have today. I feel like it's something super relevant for girls, not only just now in our day, but just I feel like it's a girl thing. It's something that we struggle with, and that is friendships and cultivating friendships that don't just go, you know, at the surface level, but go deeper. Mm -hmm. And we just wanted to, friends, talk today about what biblical friendships look like, the advantages 
advantages of it. And maybe if you've been burned by friends in the past or you're tired of the drama and girl friendships, how God really designed it to be. So Jacqueline, I really wanted to start out today and just say that like we really struggle as girls. I mm-hmm. I don't know what your history is with it. I know for mine, I really really struggled in middle school especially to cultivate friendships because girls like we can be really hard to be friends with sometimes there's drama there's other things and it can be really difficult so I just let's go deeper what do you think are some factors or reasons that make it really hard for girls to experience genuine friendships like what is that reasoning because we've all felt it I'm sure yeah I know I've definitely felt it too I think one of the biggest things that I have seen in girls and even in myself is that we often look like in the wrong places. Um, I love this quote by Jonathan Pakluda. He's an author and he like speaks to young adults and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, he always says, change your playmates and your playgrounds. And I think that is such a good point of like, if we want to have like a good biblical friendship, then we need to be looking in the right places. And I know that can be hard because it's not like we're always around Christian people. And I know that we're not only supposed to be around Christian people. Right. But I do think that looking um, like for a friend within a small group or something like that, or even like finding people online, like me and Mm -hmm. Tara have never met, but being online has been great. I've truly gotten to know her heart through that. Mm -hmm. And just like knowing what you want in a friendship is also super helpful. And I just think it's super important to also be the good friend. Mm, um, good. and good. like, I really love the quote. Sorry. I'm like, I've got all these quotes, but this one, this one is more for dating, but I think it's applicable to like anything. And it says, become the person, the person you're looking for is looking for. I hope that makes sense. Like, I remember the first time I heard it, I had to write it down, but what it means is like, become like the person that you would want your person to be. Um, and so I just really love that to act like yeah. how we would want our friends to act. Um, and then I think another reason, and I think this is something that like I definitely relate to is we let our own sin get in the way. Yeah. I feel like oftentimes as girls, we compare or we feel insecure and all these things instead of just like looking at the person and not looking at ourselves, I think can be super helpful in like yes. trying to find a good friend. Right, exactly. I literally was just thinking that after the first thing you said was that for me, I've noticed that in friendships in the past, it's really hard, like a factor or reason that it makes it really hard is because we're looking for people to... I mean, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but we're looking for people to serve us instead of Mm -hmm. looking at how we can serve and love one another. And then, like you said, another reason is comparison. I've been guilty of walking into a room and wanting to find people that make me feel better about myself or Mm -hmm. like, you know, where there isn't, there doesn't seem to be as much comparison. Like it's super transparent. But I think as girls, we're really focused on that. We have big insecurities, not like guys don't have them either, but Mm -hmm. we as girls have big insecurities, but we all also don't we don't want to let it we don't want to let them show and I think that can be a really big deterrent to finding friendships yeah exactly because I feel like whenever we do that we put a wall up and the wall is not being real like that's really how you cultivate a good friendship is by being honest and real and not like this person that you're not really truly being you know 
Exactly. I I think of some of my closest friendships and they all start differently, but my closest friendships are the ones that you see the ugliest sides of each other and yet you still have that grace and you still have that love for one another. And I think it's important to just recognize these things about ourselves as girls. And as you guys are listening, just analyzing just the the walls or the the reasonings that you may be having or the deterrence from finding these friendships is really, really key. So I want to take this to a biblical perspective too, obviously. Um, Jacqueline, I would love to hear just in what you've been learning, what God has been teaching you, what does the Bible say are the most important characteristics of a friend? Like what makes a good friend? Because we want to follow God's design because he has such a better design for friendship than like the world says. Yeah. Well, I think this can actually go beyond just friends. I think like what makes the most important quality of a person, especially as a Christian, is being loving. Like if you look at what God tells us um, or what Jesus tells us in Matthew 22, he said, um, you shall love your neighbors yourself. And that's like the Mm. ultimate love. And I think that can go into friendship is by loving and being kind. And I think you touched on this earlier, but I think one of the biggest, um, I guess what could make a really good biblical relationship is like looking at the friendship not like a consumer, but rather like a giver, like, how can I help Mm -hmm. this person grow? And how can I love them today? And how can I, you know, be the best friend that I can be. And I think that ultimately, that just shows Jesus's love, and care that he Mm -hmm. has for us, and we can just give it to others. Right, right. That's beautiful. I really like how you said the humility aspect too. that's something that I have been not only just in friendships, but just in life thinking about because God has been showing me that like one of the biggest characteristics from his son, Jesus was humility, like literally considering, like you said, loving one another, you know, as yourselves, but considering others better than ourselves, which is is the hardest thing. And I think like Jacqueline said earlier, selfishness can be, or just looking at ourselves can be one of the biggest reasons why friendship is hard for us. But God says that we need to consider others better than ourselves. And that's like the most loving way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know it's so hard to do. Like it, it's really, we can really only do that through the power of the Holy Spirit, because that's truly what Jesus lived like. And it's the total opposite of what our flesh wants to do. You know, our flesh wants to justify why we're the better person or right, why we're right. right and they're wrong or why, you know, I'm the better friend because I've done this, this, and this, and what have they done? Mm-hmm. But God doesn't call us to do that. He calls us to love no matter what and to think of others better than ourselves. I think you are so right in that. Oh, it's it's hard, y'all. Like It's, it's so hard. It's so hard. It's, it's knowing it, but like living it out, you know? Um, yeah. Are there any other like foundational aspects? Like if everyone listening is like, I want to be a better friend. I, I want to be a good friend that like God designed me to be like, what characteristics should I start practicing? Do you have any more for us today? Yeah. Well, I, I really love the verse in Proverbs 27. It says that iron sharpens iron. Um, and I just love thinking about that, that like as a friend, like we should be helping the other one grow sharper Mm -hmm. in either the knowledge of God or the love of God or just anything around 
the Lord. And I do believe that having a friend that can love at all times, but also be very real and honest is so important. And that's what I've noticed about, especially one of my friendships in particular, like we've been friends since literally we were so, so little. I feel like we're more like sisters. Hmm. So like you said, like she has seen the good, bad and ugly of me. And yet I still know that she loves me. And she has truly shown me Christ's love. And through each other, whenever we're together, it truly is like iron sharpens iron. Like she tells me what I don't want to hear, but what I know I need to hear through the Holy Spirit. Um, And so I think just being able to be honest with the person and pointing them towards Jesus is really important in a friendship. Yeah, it's the biggest thing, and that that's what sets us apart. I mean, I think it's mm-hmm. obvious, but that's what sets us apart as being Christians who have friendships, whether that be in Christian relationships and friendships or like relationships with people who don't know the Lord. That's what sets us apart is the way that we love one another. And I really appreciated, Jacqueline, how you said that love isn't necessarily just um, – I mean, what I thought of when you said it was just like it's not necessarily just giving them what they want to hear, um, mm-hmm. but it's calling them higher. And I think sometimes – our culture maybe it's our generation I'm not really sure but we just have a hard time reconciling the two or figuring out how can I be loving but also like call people higher or call people to what God says and it's easy for us to be like okay well I'm just gonna fight for the truth but we forget how to do it lovingly and Mm -hmm. and I think that's a really hard balance to strike up but remembering that love isn't like you know first Corinthians 13 it talks about what love is and love isn't something that just glosses over the truth it it demands the truth and it loves the truth and it seeks the truth but it's just how we convey it and I think that can be um really detrimental to friendships and how we just really keep them up because I've been in relationships and friendships where I (laughs) did not handle situations correctly and I wasn't loving whether that be in something that was hard to say or something that was easy to say and that's just when there's people that close to you it just really stings right (laughs) Yes, it's like the closer you are, the like easier it is for that person to almost hurt you, um, yes, I guess, yes. you know, because they, they know you so well. And I think that's so true. Like speaking the truth in love is probably one of the most important things. And I think that just takes a lot of being able to like put your own feelings aside and really being able to think about how the other person will feel with what you're saying while still telling the truth, but just doing it in a way that is so loving and kind. Right, right. I guess I want to do a little bit of a flip side too. I just thought of this. Let's talk about maybe in your experience too, or just some thoughts off the top of your head. What are some of the like worst qualities of a friend? Like <laughs> let's go to the other side and let's just talk yeah. about some of the things, not to dwell on them, but also just to think and examine like, am I like this? Um, and just to warn ourselves not to be like this because it goes against God's model, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I would say one of the biggest things I think that as a friend, I really try not to be is like someone who gossips um, because that encompasses Mm. so much because a lot of the times it does encompass comparison, but it also like you lose that person's trust because if you're talking bad about this person, then what do you say about me when you're not with me? You know, like I always want to talk about somebody honorably, you know, and so I think that's a really negative side, like to a friendship, if you do that or like a negative characteristic to have. Um, But I also think another negative characteristic would just be someone who is really, I I don't know, like what the 
right word for this is, but that's not positive. That's not encouraging. Um, mm-hmm. Someone who's yeah. really discouraging and always putting you down. Um, I think that's the total opposite of what a friend should be, you know? And yes. so mm-hmm. I think especially, I feel like, I know what you talked about with our culture. I feel like it's so easy to start complaining about the world and being negative. I know I fall into that. It's like whenever there's nothing to say, it's almost like, well, let me just complain about what I'm going through. And I don't think that's what we should be as friends. Like we should be encouraging and seeking to encourage um, our friend and our friend. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash truth talks. Right. Something that I was thinking of too, that I have loved about my friends in my life and even just friends that I've made online, like even with you, Jacqueline, listeners, Mm -hmm. we had to actually reschedule this because there were technical difficulties. So (laughs) this isn't the first time we sat down and chatted, but something so important to me as a friend that's understanding, like Mm -hmm. not even necessarily a friend that like lets you get away with stuff and like just lets you be complacent and lazy, but a friend that understands, you know, that maybe you're having a hard day or there's things that come up in life, really just a friend that's gracious and that does not hold things against you, that that's the biggest thing I feel like um, that w- if there's a conversation that went wrong, if there's something that happened, that it's a friend who was willing to understand and give grace. It'll still hurt, but one that'll still overlook it and be willing to move on. Um, I've loved that about the friends in my life, just with some of my illness and just technical difficulties and things like <laughs> that. Just having someone who's understanding, right? Who isn't like, oh my gosh, you suck. Like you're a horrible friend right off the yeah. bat. It's like, I understand. Like I, I know your heart. I I know that you want to be my friend. I know that you want to do this thing or go out shopping, but you just can't. And so I understand that like to me has been one of the biggest things. And so when someone doesn't understand, when someone is just quick to judge and quick to not show grace or mercy, that is probably one of the biggest things that is tough for me. Yeah. And that's, that's so good because that's what God calls us to. Like if God gave us grace, why would we not give others grace, you know? And I feel like Mm -hmm. when we are just so, um, just covered in God's grace, then we can only give people grace. And especially because a friendship is two broken people trying to, 
um, love each other. And that's hard. And there's always going to be mistakes that are made and someone's going to get hurt on both sides. You know, no one's perfect. And so being able to have grace for one another, it's such a reflection of Christ because God always has grace for us. And so if we can show that to somebody else, then I think it's just a helpful reminder of who God is to us, no matter what we've done. That is so, so good, friend. I love that you're tying it back. Like, it's seriously my favorite thing to be reminded of, like, why we do what we do. Like, we can hear day in and day out of, like, why, I mean, things that God calls us to do or, you know, reasons why we live. But it's like, we have to know the motivation behind it. And Mm -hmm. you just said it. You summed it up. That is because God gave us grace. It's because he first loved us and sent his son for us. And so since we've been invited into that, we have the opportunity and, like, just know guys listening, just know that you don't have, you haven't been left with nothing. Like God has given Mm -hmm. you the Holy Spirit to empower you. Like Jacqueline was saying earlier to do this because it's stinking hard to have friends and it's stinking hard to keep them and to make sure that they're selfless and that they're healthy and they're not stagnant. And so just know that you're not left alone to do that. That was such a good reminder, Jacqueline. Oh yeah. I would also love to talk about, we were talking about this before we even started recording. And um, Jacqueline, we had a conversation a while ago about three key elements of friendship. So we've been talking about, you know, the qualities and characteristics of a good friend, but three Mm -hmm. kind of cornerstones of friendship that you would love to encourage our listeners with. Um, So let's dive into those more. Would you like to share? Yeah, of course. Um, So I think what the three cornerstones are is just being vulnerable, loving selflessly and glorifying God. And being vulnerable is very hard for me. Um, I'll get real here. I feel like this is something that God is still teaching me like Mm, to this day. And it's just been a huge part of my testimony, especially um, these past few years of being at college. Like I just always felt like I had to be perfect and that I had to live up to this role that everybody thought that I was in of being this good daughter of the like, almost like quote unquote, good Christian girl that grew up in church and always did the right thing. Mm -hmm. But it left me feeling like I can't make a mistake. And it also made me kind of not see the crosses for what it is, because I almost saw it as well, I have to earn this, like I have to stay perfect. But Mm, that's the total opposite of the gospel. And the like, really how I overcame that was by opening up and being vulnerable because I lived a life of, oh, I am great. I'm great all the time. And, and yep, I do this and this and this, and I am good. You know, I'm checking off my boxes just so that I can look great. But it took God really, um, breaking me to be vulnerable. And I really noticed how much deeper all my friendships went whenever I would just break down crying and being like, this is how I actually feel. Like I'm not strong and I need to be told truth and it just has really been transforming me. And I know that I still have so much further to go with this, but being vulnerable just really helps relationships go deeper because you can relate and it just helps you know that you are fully known and fully loved. Just like we are in Christ, we can experience that here on the earth, you know? Yeah, that's so cool. I love how you said it too, because when we were talking, uh, the vulnerability uh, cornerstone came up. And I think a lot of times we hear that, we hear, oh, just be vulnerable, like vulnerability, this and that, like it's just used a lot. But I love how you set it apart and said that being vulnerable isn't just something that we say, it just actually has meaning to it. It it shows people that we are broken, which shows relatability. It um, Mm -hmm. invites people in because let's be honest, like 
we don't want to dwell in our in our problems and our shortcomings and just you know try to get people to pity us but it's also a really cool way for people to connect to us and realize that we're struggling and it's a good way for people to know that we need each other because if you didn't open up if I haven't you know cried in front of my friends and said I just need prayer I need you they wouldn't see our need for them in a way right yeah no exactly and it's so funny that you mentioned like the weakness aspect of it because one verse that I've really clung to is um Paul was just talking about like how in our weakness, Christ's strength is seen. Um, And that's just so cool. It took me a long time to understand because in my mind, I thought, well, Christ is made strong when I am strong. Like if I'm being really strong, then it looks like I Mm, am, you know, really sound in my relationship with Christ, which makes it look, you know, really good on God. But it's the total opposite that God tells us. He says, no, 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 no. In your weakness, my strength is made perfect. Um, And I'm really learning that and I'm walking through that. And it's been so beneficial for my friendships and my relationships and my life because I just feel free. It's really funny how just that brings freedom and it brings Mm, freedom into a friendship to be able to look at my friend and go, wow, you know this about me and you still love me. And it's just something so sweet and vulnerability really brings that though it is really hard to do. It's not easy. Like it is Mm -hmm. so hard and sometimes it just takes prayer and just the Holy Spirit to be able to do that. Yeah, and I think that's another thing to look for in a true friend, right? Mm-hmm. This true biblical model of a friend is someone who, when you un- when you unload on them, when you unpack your sorrows and your struggles and just a real raw moment of vulnerability, it's a real testament to how, you know, how they're a friend to you with how they react, how they bear that burden, how they encourage you, how they sit with you. Um, I guess not to have these expectations that they're going to fix it, mm-hmm. but also just to um, just see if that friend will sit with you in your vulnerabilities and that will love you and not judge you, and um, but also be willing to call you higher and exactly. pray for you. I just think that's a really good um, a good way too. So yeah. let's talk about, we talked about it a little bit earlier, so let's talk about the second cornerstone. We did mention it, but just loving selflessly and what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like we touched on this a lot, but... But I really feel like God um, just gives us friendships to practice loving selflessly and to sanctify us. And that's like we are here on this earth to truly bring God glory and to make his name known. And I really feel like that can be done through friendships. And also, I just feel like truly like loving selflessly is just the highest and like most loving thing that we can do. And in a friendship, I think it just kind of points us back to the point of the friendship, you know, and it also Mm -hmm. can, even when in a real, in a friendship, you feel like, you know, you're the only one being selfless and you very well could be, but naturally Mm. that person will see that love that you have for them, even when they're not being loving back, which will make that relationship so much stronger you know, because friendships really yeah, do yeah. last a while. And it's not just like this quick thing and, oh, I'm out whenever it gets hard. It's like, no, like, I want you to know that I'm going to love you through your hard times, even if you're not loving me back. And I think that that's just the beautiful thing about loving selflessly. You know, it's it's tough to reconcile that, but you're right. I mean, sometimes we might want our friends to 
be better at loving us or be better at being selfless and not selfish. But the fact of the matter is sometimes even as Christians, we fall short in the area. It's harder for us. But just remembering not to give up and remember that God calls you to do that, like literally, like regardless of what anyone else is doing. And just in that hopes of not only honoring God and obeying God in your in your love for that person, but also knowing that, hey, like Jacqueline said, maybe though like that friendship, that person will see the way I'm loving and will be encouraged and God will use that in them. It's tough, but just know that you have the, we have the capacity to do it and we don't need to like wait on anyone else. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What does the pillar or the cornerstone of glorifying God look like? Because we hear it all the time in the church too. Like, you know, you can glorify God in this and you can glorify God in that, but how can we do that in friendships and why is that such a big part? I definitely think it's, it's a huge part of friendship because this is like what it's why we're here is to bring God glory because when God's glory is seen, the gospel is in it. And that is our job is to bring the gospel to people, the good news to people. And that can look like the smallest thing in a friendship. You know, it can look like serving the person when they're not serving you and they don't want to serve you and loving them well, because they might in that certain moment really just need a glimpse of God's love. And that's what I think it looks like to bring glory to God in a friendship. And I think also too, um, this can go outside of the bounds of, you know, a Christian to Christian friendship. Mm-hmm. If you, Cause I know I've got plenty of friends that aren't believers and I know if I can love them like Christ loved me, then they're going to feel Christ's love. And that could very well bring them to know Jesus, which would also bring glory to God. And I just think it's really important that no matter what is going on, how the person is treating you, that if we love like God loves, then we will bring glory to God. And that's really, really important. And that should be our goal in life to bring glory to God, but especially in our friendships. Yeah, in every single aspect. And I think it's really cool to know that everything that we do, like, do in our lives has potential to glorify God. It, I remember mm-hmm. thinking like a couple years ago and even when I was little and just heard this concept of glorifying God and all we do, it was a little bit scary because I'm like, oh my gosh, like yeah. I felt so much pressure. I'm like, there's so much that I do and like, could I ever possibly do it? But it's really awesome to know that every little aspect we can do with the pure heart and motivations and by following God's word and that is glorifying God. And so I love that you brought those aspects up. I would love to kind of segue into something that I've also kind of experienced, but I'm sure a lot of our listeners have too. And some girls listening, again, myself included, may be left with emotional scars from past friendships. Like I remember in middle school, I had a really tough time with um, friendships. I didn't have a lot of girls at my middle school, so that made it harder also. But just I was left with scars from backstabbing or just even people leaving and it was really really hard for me to want to continue to make friends and even give the effort because Mm -hmm. there was bitterness jealousy past her and even just fear of being like I'm gonna lose a friend or they're gonna stab me Mm -hmm. in the back and so it's easy for us sometimes to feel withdrawn and say I don't want to pursue people I don't want to even put that much effort into my friendships because that's happened before and it might happen again. So I guess what I am saying is what would you say to the girl that just is really struggling with past hurt and friendships, but how would you encourage her to pursue godly friendships and the benefit of that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can so relate to this. So 
I have had a lifelong friendship and it has definitely had its ups and downs. Like there have been times where I have been so hurt, especially in um, our younger years where there was a lot of immaturity involved, like what you were talking right. about, like middle school and stuff. And it really can cause some hurtful wounds and it takes a lot to get over those. But I can speak from personal experience that just continuing to love that person and to forgive them is so worth it because like I said earlier, like we are just broken people and I'm going to make mistakes. My friends are going to make mistakes and being able to have grace for that is huge. Yeah. Um, and being able to forgive that is really, really big. I love this verse. It's from John 15 and it says greater love has no one than this, that he lay his life down for his friends. You are my friends if I do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I have learned from my father I have made known to you. And mm. I just love that, that it talks about laying your life down um, for your friends. It kind of goes into what we talked about earlier, but that looks like really dying to ourselves, even when we've been hurt, even when we've been betrayed. You know, you think about Jesus on the cross, like, the people that were, you know, waving to him and singing Hosanna are now saying, or are now saying crucify him. Mm, like that is the yeah. biggest betrayal. Wow. And yet he still died for them. And he even said like, God, they don't know what they're doing. Forgive them. Yeah. And so I think just really following that call in our lives that Jesus's definition of a good friend is showing forgiveness and kindness and grace even when it feels like we can't forgive them since we've been forgiven, I believe that we truly can forgive them. And I think just being honest too and telling them, Hey, you hurt me here. And, you know, not holding any grudges against them and not pointing the finger, but really telling them how you feel and letting them know that you've already forgiven them um, because of what Christ did for you, I think is really, really big. That's huge. And that's, again, the reason why we can even have these friendships. I would also just ask, like, what are a few benefits that you've seen? Like, what are some of the rewards that you have seen through having friendships? Because, again, like we've talked about, sometimes it's easy just to be lazy and say, I don't need friends. I just, you know, I got my parents. I got my family, which isn't a bad thing. But what are the benefits you've seen from friendships to encourage someone who may be like, not wanting to pursue friendship, but like just wants to be encouraged that there is a blessing in it. Yeah, I think honestly, I feel like I've said this, but just being known and loved is truly the best feeling. And not only that, but just being able to enjoy life with people like life is really hard. It is like yeah. it has its sadnesses. It has so many things that are so difficult. And to be able to walk through that with somebody is just so important. And I know I can often forget about the goodness of God and the grace of God. And it is truly a gift to be able to be reminded by that and about that from somebody that you love and that mm. you know knows you so well. Um, and I think just also being able to have fun. Like yeah. I know that we've been talking about a lot of the serious side of friendship, but just being able to have somebody to just do fun things with, like something I love about my roommates is that they're like my best friends. And it's just simple to be like, Hey, do you want to go to the grocery store with me? And, and they might not need groceries, but they're just going to come because we just have fun together. Yes. And it's so, 
nice to just be able to, I don't know, just have a joyful moment with other people and to enjoy that with your friends. I think it's so sweet that God just gives us friendships that we can have fun in. It's not just about growth, but it's also Mm -hmm. about enjoying time together. Right. And it's experiencing that joy, that love, that peace, that patience, just all the fruits lived Mm -hmm. out in someone else that you love. And so I just love that reminder that, yeah, I mean, we're talking about a lot of the serious foundational stuff, but even just the benefit of having companionship and having authenticity and just having that presence because, I mean, again, like not to get spiritual again, but I mean, the body of Christ, that's what we were made for. And so we cannot go without each other. And so I think if we just put it that way, very plain and simple, it's not how God designed us. So if we don't lean in or tap into that gift of friendship and relationship, then our body's going to suffer. The body of Christ is going to suffer. So that's just another hard truth, but like a beautiful truth about friendship. Um, Mm -hmm. I would love to just wrap up the episode with some practical tips, I guess, if, you know, any of our listeners are like, okay, I want these friendships. I I want to tap into all of this, but how? How do I find them? How do I find friends? How do I keep them? And then also just ensure that they're healthy. If you have any tips for us, let's hear them. Yeah. So I think the biggest one that I've been learning this too, I'm definitely not perfect at it, but is to love even when you don't feel loved. Um, I was reading this past week in a book and it said, we can't control our emotions, but we can control our actions. And I really like over the past year, I've really learned that love isn't just a feeling. It's not just an emotion, but it's really a verb. It's an action and you can do it through how you treat people and how you talk to people. And I think just really tapping into loving others, even when you don't feel loved, will truly bring this peace mm. that only can come from God because we are living in what God calls us to do. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, That's so good. Sorry. Continue. It's just yeah, so good. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Thank you. And then I would say, I think a really big thing that has been really helpful is to be an encourager of what God loves and not what the world does. As a friend, I think this is so important to encourage her in the way that she walks in the Lord and who God has called her to be and who she is in the Lord rather than what the world tends to praise. Hmm. Um, yeah. I think can be super beneficial in a friendship and it just makes it so encouraging and really gives us confidence and it fights all of those insecurities and mm-hmm. the comparison yeah. and all of those things when, when we praise what God loves and not what the world encourages. That's awesome. I love that too because it's it's okay to enjoy the fun things of life, but when it really comes down to the foundation of friendship to just encourage and edify one another in their God-given gifts and also just to go after the Lord because that's the, truly what matters. And when we're encouraging one another, when we're like mutually encouraging, meaning both of us are encouraging each other in a friendship, it leaves no room mm-hmm. for, like Jacqueline said, comparison or envy or bitterness because you both are pouring into each other genuinely. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. I would also just ask, this just kind of came to my mind, but um, what would you say to the girl too that is like, Jacqueline, I only have two friends and I see on people, I see people on social media. I, you know, go to church and there's people in huge groups of like 20 or 15. And I just, I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm not good enough because I only have two friends or my circle is smaller. What would you say to that girl? Wow. Okay. That is so funny because I am that girl that like only has two friends. Dude, I mean, um, same. I would say, 
Yeah. It, and, and it's funny too, because I am such a like major FOMO person. I like, <laughs> I want to be doing everything that I can yeah. at once. Um, and so I can relate to that. And I would just say, like, think about Jesus, you know, he had thousands of people following him, but then he had his really, really close friends. Mm, And I think that that's so important to think about. And I also think having that close, like those super close friendships is just so sweet. And you're also able to love those friends better when there's not saying whenever there's less, but whenever you have, you know, two really close friends rather than maybe 20 surface level friendships. Sure. Yeah. Um, it might look great to the outside world, but it's not fulfilling when it's not deep, like with the things that we've talked about. And so I totally understand. I know it can be really hard, especially with where I'm at in college. Like I feel like everybody always has something to do. Right. Well, not as much right now, but (laughs) before everybody had so much to do. And I was just always like, well, uh, you know, I'm over here. I got my three friends and I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But it's so rewarding to have deep, solid friendships rather than, you know, a ton of surface level friendships. Amen. I feel the same way. I have never like I know a lot of people and I would say that both of us share the same similarity where we're just really friendly. We make friends easily. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to your core people, I personally like my bridesmaids are my people and I have seven of them. And so it's a lot. But like some of (gasps) me too. Really? Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. I always thought it was a weird (laughs) number, but it was just my people. So um. I mean, they're my friends and they're a mixture of um, high school friends, um, like young childhood friends and family. But I've just realized, like, I look around and there's so many people who always have herds and herds. But I I personally, for me, am like quality over quantity. Not necessarily that quantity yeah. is bad because we all have a lot of people in our lives. It's just who do we keep really close and who do we exactly. want to pour back into, who wants to pour back into us. And so I feel the same way. And I just have just come to realize that the more effort that I put in, the deeper it gets. And just to be thankful for the people that God has put in your life. And just also another thing, just a little tidbit, is that we don't have to be at the same level of friendship as maybe our close friends with everyone else. Like we still need to love them. Yes, like we've been talking about. But I've just learned as we've gotten older, friendships kind of change and ebb and flow and just realizing that that's okay. We still love those people that maybe we're not as close with. But um, not, not putting that expectation on that we have to be best friends always texting always hanging out it's just um it's just kind of a different form of that friendship and it's just it just comes Mm -hmm. with age too you know yeah exactly that's such a good point it's really really hard but I am so thankful for all of the tips you've given us are there any other tips just as we close out that you'd like to share Nope. I think that is all I've got. Perfect. No, I love it. I just wanted to make sure we had tapped you as a resource because I have seriously loved this. I love that we talked about friendship too, because I feel like so blessed to have you as an internet friend and hopefully one day real life friend. And yes, please. I just feel like, you know, when you have kindred spirits in people and that is what I feel with you, which is so, so sweet. And so Jacqueline, thank you from the bottom of my heart and from everyone listening for being here before we close out the episode, please let us know where we can follow you and keep up with you online because you not only share encouragement and Jesus and life, you also have a wedding and just other things that you love to share. So let us hear all the links. <laughs> yes. So I love that. So you can, I really only have like two main social medias. I just do Instagram. It's at Jacqueline Brooke, but with three ends because Jacqueline Brooke was taken. And oh, yes. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just, I just, it is what it is. And then it's just Jacqueline Brooke on YouTube. 
Um, and that's really where I am. That's where I share my life all about, you know, my life, the wedding planning. It's just been really, really fun. And thank you so much, Tara, for having me on here. It's been so sweet. And I truly am blessed by your friendship as well. It's just been so fun to getting to grow together and getting to know one another through this and just being able to talk about this as hard as it is, yeah. as hard as friendships are, they are so worth it. Absolutely. I am so thankful for you. I will have all of Jacqueline's social media links linked below so you guys can find them easy if you forget about the three ends. Um, <laughs> I'll have them linked <laughs> below. But oh my gosh, Jacqueline, I love you so much. I am so thankful for your heart for the Lord. It is so evident. It is so rooted. You speak Jesus with every breath you take. And so I just want to say thank you. And I I just love you. Oh, thank you. I love you too. That is so kind. Thank you.